0: A very
1: good morning and welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Last week, the three preachers for this Sunday sermon, we got together and we shared our thoughts and our insights. And then we were trying to come up with sermon titles, which is very stressful. So we came up with this suggestion and see if you can make it out. Anybody? I heard something, shout it out. SOS, you are right. It is the most code for SOS. How would you like this if it is today's sermon title? You laugh. Okay, that laughter don't know what it means, uh huh. But you know, when crisis looms, we call out for SOS. We call out for help, don't we? In last Sunday's sermon, we left off with Daniel facing a crisis. King Nebuchadnezzar had just given a summon that all wise men would be killed if none would come to him with his dream and the interpretation. Facing such an impending death, what was Daniel's response? Pastor Kirk shared with us that Daniel trusted God would deliver him. And this trust was a radical trust. How so? Daniel asked to see King Nebuchadnezzar and asked for a period of time so that he could go back to tell the king the dream and the interpretation. Some Bible commentators termed that as a temporary state of extension, my language by time. Daniel was granted his wish, and we read that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 16. Today, we continue with the narrative in Daniel chapter 2, looking at verses 17 to 24 and the title yes from crisis room to throne room in this part of the narrative we see daniel moving from crisis room the king's palace to the throne room the almighty king's presence in terms of crisis we can do likewise We can move from the crisis room to the throne room where we are to take two actions first we entreat god in prayer we see that in verses 17 to 19a second we exalt god in praise verses 19b to 24. shall we commit this time to the lord in prayer Father, today we make room for you to do whatever you want to do. Speak to us, O Lord, as we desire to listen. Grant us receptive hearts and attentive ears. Empower us with your grace that we may respond and obey what you will say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In times of crisis, we move from the crisis room to the throne room. And two actions we are to take. First, we entreat God in prayer. So let's turn our Bibles to Daniel chapter 2. And allow me to read for us verses 17 to 19a in an English Standard Version. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah. Shiah and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. You know, with all human means of support have been knocked out, When no mere human wisdom can deliver us from our predicament, when there is complete absence of earthly signs of God's favour, where their only recourse is prayer, dependence on God. Quoting from 9th March DJ, describing the state Daniel and his friends were in. Well, given that period of grace time, which we don't know how long it was, Daniel's immediate response was not to hold an EGM with his friends to discuss solution. Rather, Daniel's immediate response was to go to God in prayer. You know, very often, and I'm guilty of that, going to God in prayer is not our first response, but our last resort. Why is it not first response? Perhaps you're wired in such that we want to depend on ourselves or that we are being trained to be self-sufficient or that there is this habit of running ahead of God. But what Daniel did here in this crisis is to remind us that prayer is to be the first response and not the last. Because prayer is dependence on God. It's us telling God, God, I can't but I know you can, please help me. What did Daniel and his friends ask God for in their prayer? Verse 18, told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. NESB translation request compassion. Why ask God for compassion? I believe at this moment, Daniel and his friends remembered the promise in Lamentations 3, verse 21 to 23, that the God in this Babylonian exile is the God whose compassions do not fail and they are new every morning. That the same hope that the people in exile for 70 years is the same hope that Daniel and his friends would have, trusting that God will deliver them. At the same time, Daniel also understood the theology that we don't demand God to serve us, but that circumstances might serve him. Hence, calling out to God for his compassion. God answered their cry and answered their prayer. And here is where, in verse 19, we know that God revealed the dream and the interpretation to Daniel. But at this point, I would like to quote commentator Yen M. Dugit, That he, referring to God, doesn't always deliver us from our trials in the way that he delivers Daniel and his friends here. Sometimes he delivers us by walking through the fiery trial with us rather than saving us out of it. Perhaps we are still waiting for God to answer our prayer. Perhaps we are still hoping that God would deliver us from that very difficult situation right now. But God's answer to us now could be that He is walking through the fiery trial with us. If that is to be so, will our posture still be keep going to the throne room to entreat God in prayer and holding on to this promise that His compassions will truly not fail but that they are new every morning covenant is into our season of prayer to be awakened and i believe it's an apt and timely call for us to entreat god in prayer so may our prayer life grow and deepen and here are some resources that we can consider tapping on this week on the church social media platforms there is a How to Awaken Your Prayer Life series, introducing practical handles to cultivate and grow our prayer life. You can either take a photo or you can check out in our Facebook and Telegram. A prayer app that helped me daily build and develop a prayer rhythm is Alexio 365, where we will be guided through a PRAY framework. Pray, pause, rejoice, and reflect, ask, and yield. Perhaps those of us, you really want to spend longer, intentional time to seek God in prayer. You may want to consider prayer retreats. Pastor Sebastian Quack conducts a one-day silent retreat on a quarterly basis, four days, three nights silence and solitude retreat on a monthly basis. If you are interested, can scan the QR code for the details and to sign up. In our discipleship, prayer is to be our first response and not the last. Therefore, we need to keep on coming to the throne of God to entreat Him in prayer because prayer is dependence on God in terms of crisis we move from the crisis room to the throne room where we take two actions first we entreat god in prayer second we exalt him in praise then the mystery was revealed to daniel in a vision of the night then daniel blessed the god of heaven therefore daniel went into ariel whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of babylon he went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. Now pause. The story seems to flow very nicely if it goes immediately from verse 19 to verse 24, isn't it? Bear in mind, time is ticking away, and everybody's life or the head is imbalanced. And so the most logical thing that Daniel could do is to run to the king's palace and give the interpretation. But no, Daniel chose to remain in the almighty king's presence. Just as he chose to pray as his first response, here Daniel chose to worship God first before getting into the action. Daniel's praise to God That is seen in verses 20 to 23 is in the words of dale ralph davis the bible commentator who commented that these four verses form the theological center for daniel chapter 2 putting focus on god for who he is and what he does verse 20 daniel answered and said blessed be the name of god forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. NLT translated, for he has all wisdom and power. Here, Daniel praised God for his wisdom and his power. He continued on in verse 21a. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. Daniel acknowledged God's power that controls the natural order of things and events on earth and in the world. He recognized that God has the power to control the future. God revealing the dream and its interpretation is evidence of this power. This powerful God is able to establish kings and kingdoms. Likewise, He can remove them. And so this brings to mind Babylon and its king, King Nebuchadnezzar. This earthly king seemed to have all the power on the human plane. He might even think that he had control over Israel and Daniel. But King Nebuchadnezzar was simply one of the kings that God has set up. And he is also able to remove him. That ultimately God, the divine king, is still reigning over this seemingly powerful earthly king. And we see that in subsequent chapters in the book of Daniel. God is all-powerful. Nothing is too difficult for Him. Here I like to share a story of a Thai pastor whom I know. And uh, you know, he shared this very amazing story with us. So this pastor, one day he was very desperate because the family was running out of food. And so he was taking a walk at the seaside and just talking to God, processing And so he prayed to God. He said, God, you've called me to this village to plant a church. I've obeyed, but it hasn't been easy. But I will still continue to serve because I know you have called me. But right now, my family is in a very difficult position, God. We have no food. I don't know how food is going to come. I don't even know when the food will come. But God, I will trust you. I will trust that you will provide for my family. And the moment he said that prayer, something amazing happened a strong wave came and hit the railings where he was standing nearby. And then when the waves went off, he had a shock. He saw this big fish that was stuck at the railing where he was nearby. (laughs) We all can laugh, but I can't imagine when the pastor saw it. Real or not? You know, fish, free fish. But you know, at that moment, God heard his cry. And God didn't just provide a small little ikan. God provided a big fish, so big that he shared with us that he fed the family for many, many meals. You know, in that most desperate moment, this Thai pastor witnessed God's power at work. When God's power is at work, nothing is too difficult for him. Are we trusting God's power to be at work in the circumstance that we may not know that where is the answer to come. He is all-powerful. On 9th March, DJ, Pastor David explained that God manifests His power both visibly and invisibly. He manifests His power visibly like signs and wonders which this Thai pastor has experienced. God also manifests His power invisibly. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, the Apostle Paul encourages us to find comfort in knowing the surpassing greatness of God's power that is at work in us when we go through trials and difficulties. We may be afflicted, hard-pressed, persecuted, struck down. But the assurance is that the power of God is constantly at work in us to preserve our life and our spirit, that we will not be crushed, not driven to despair, not forsaken, not destroyed. Because the resurrected power of Christ is indeed in us and is manifested in us. But perhaps we'll be thinking, if God has all the power to deliver, why? There are times when He doesn't. Because in God's eyes, His power is not just seen visibly, and as we have just read here, is seen invisibly. That even if we were to go through death or even failure, we still know that God is to be glorified and He is still to be enthroned. And here I would like to share a story of a very, very dear sister In February, we have sent Hazel and Casia to join Sarah in Timor. We thank God that they have settled in well and we want to continue to keep them in our prayer. Just this week, Hazel sent out her prayer updates and she's given me permission to share here um, because I believe what she wrote will encourage all of us. Well, Hazel's eczema has kind of acted out quite badly since she was there and there were times when it gets so painful and discomfort that she couldn't even get out of bed so one of those days uh, it was again so painful that she couldn't even do much things and in the midst of that great discouragement god sent a friend to give her a call and they spent time praying and hazel wrote this through the tears and prayers it was evident once again that the lord knew exactly what i needed when I needed it and in her prayer request, she put in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 to 12 as one of the anchor passages and with that is her prayer request that for her to take heart that the death of her body gives way for the life and glory of Christ Wow such posture of surrender to this God in fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 17 has been a passage that Hazel anchors herself on whenever she struggles with her skin condition. And finally, Hazel wrote, Pray with me as I remain true to my time here, that others will see a God who has been faithful to sustain and use me in my weaknesses. Afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair. For Hazel, perhaps for many of us here, we can still draw strength and comfort in this God, who is powerful, and trust that his surpassing power can still be at work in our life and in our situation. For Hazel, she chooses to press on in this mission's journey. What is God calling us to persevere in, even if times God's deliverance is not here yet? In times of crisis, we can exalt Him in praise because we know that He is all-powerful. He's not just all-powerful, He's also all-wise. Daniel continue his praise in verses 21b to 22. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. God is wise. Only his wisdom can reveal the mysteries of life, the deep and hidden things. In his context, is God revealing the dream and his interpretation to Daniel. Daniel also gave thanks to God in verse twenty-three for the wisdom that he had received from God. Probably here he was recounting when back in Daniel chapter one he requested for vegetarian diet if you remember, and then here in Daniel chapter two his negotiation with Ariel. and then now God made known to him what's impossible with human wisdom, the dream and the interpretation. For Daniel, he witnessed God acting in his wisdom when he gave him that revelation. God acting in wisdom means he knows what to do and he knows what he is doing. He knows what he is doing. God is all wise. God is also sovereign. That he knows what He's doing even if we don't understand quoting Dale Ralph Davis from his commentary to have a God who reveals mysteries however does not mean we have a God who unveils everything he only reveals what we need to have and yet Daniel's praise helps us here because he assures us that even what God doesn't tell us he knows He knows what's in the darkness. In my last sermon last June, I showed how my missionary journey was shortened unexpectedly because of a health condition. And today I want to stand before all of us to give thanks and praise to God that this month marked my one year of not having to take any more anti seizure medication. And I really believe that God has healed me. But you know, it has been four years since I came back, and I've learned to embrace this posture of, I may not fully understand, but I trust in God's wisdom. And so now is the time to show the picture. So uh, last week, I was actually, you know, bringing this team of young people who have gone through the 180 Antioch program. And now they are in Bangkok, right now at this moment, doing their one-month field exposure. And I was with them for the first four days just to help them settle down and also to just jagger them and keep an eye on them, making sure that they behave well. But they did behave very well. They are very good kids. But you know, in these four days that I was there, I began to see yet another jigsaw puzzle that has been put into the mystery of God in my mission's journey. And so on Saturday, last Saturday when I was coming back to Singapore and I was just reflecting on this trip, and I journaled down my thoughts, and if you could indulge me as I read to you part of my journal, these four days being with the youth has confirmed that one of the God things I am to do in this season of my life is to journey with young people to find their place in missions. And God has orchestrated it such that since the unexpected return from the field and with the three years of COVID, the first team of youths that I'm leading is to the country that I've prepared myself for years to go to be a missionary in. Well, today I'm not a missionary there, but He has allowed me to bring the next generation to the country that is so close to my heart. And I thank God that this trip is not just for the youth, but it's for me also. God is too wise to be mistaken. And so when we don't understand and we don't see his hand, when we don't trace his hand, we can trust his heart. Continuing to quote Dale Ralph Davis, you can walk into the future with a God like that who assures you that even though you have many personal uncertainties, you follow a God who knows what is in the darkness so you can keep going with hope and without fear. Keep going with hope and without fear. In terms of crisis, we can be overwhelmed with fears, with anxieties, perplexities, and even the uncertainties. But can we still trust God's wisdom even though we don't understand? Because in times of crisis, we exalt God in praise. To exalt is to worship, is to give thanks, is to praise Him for who He is, no matter what our circumstance is. It's that we can keep on trusting in Him, in His sovereignty, both for the good days and the bad days for the positive and the negative things therefore brothers and sisters will we set our heart and mind today to keep trusting that god will give us that strength and grace to walk from the crisis room to the throne room exalting him acknowledging that he has the power and that his power is at work in us embracing the truth that god is wise he knows what he is doing even if I don't understand. Because that will give us that boldness and faith and courage to keep on walking and walking into the future because our God knows what He is doing in the darkness and in the unknown. In times of crisis, we move from the crisis room to the throne room where we entreat God in prayer and we exalt Him in praise. For indeed, He is a God who hears our prayers. He's all-powerful and all-wise to know what He is doing. And in His sovereignty, He will answer. He will deliver in His own time, in His own way. Let me share this closing story. In the span of two months, the mission circle has received news of two mission spiritual giants who have recently been diagnosed with cancer. George Verwell, the founder of Operation Mobilization OM, and Lauren Cunningham, founder of Youth with a Mission YWAM. And I'm so inspired by their posture of entreating God in prayer and exalting Him in praise, even in such moments of their life. George Verwell, who was diagnosed with sarcoma cancer in this February, wrote to his prayer partners, and i would have to quote an excerpt from what he wrote. It is long-term, and we don't know how fast it will progress and how much it will impact my daily life. It may be that I will be around for a while, but the Lord may take me at any time. Please ask people not to pray for total healing, as I really am looking forward to heaven. Ask prayer for grace, for the rough journey that daily will be ahead please ask people not to pray for total healing. Not to pray for total healing. I ask myself, can I pray this prayer not to ask for total healing? Can we pray like that? Sun and Light published an article on seven March, breaking the news of Lauren Cunningham's cancer condition. Announcing that cancer has spread to Lauren's lungs, bones, and lymphatic system, Darlene, who is uh, Lauren's wife, her post was not sombre in any way, but bore grateful witness to at least two wonders they have thus far experienced. One miracle is the cancer cells have not spread to his brain. Another is that Lauren is able to be quite active at this time without sidestepping the uncertainty of his prognosis what we do know is that he is in god's hands what we do know is he is in god's hands in god's hands and trusting into god's hands in prayer and exalting god in praise in spite of the circumstances. Being able to walk into the future with a God who assures that even though there will be uncertainties, there will be perplexities, but there is hope when we follow this God who knows what is in the unknown. Romans 11, verse 33 to 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counsellor, or who has given a gift to him, he might repay. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. There is no measuring of God's wisdom and knowledge. God is all-wise. God is all-powerful. God is sovereign. God is the source, the means, and the goal of all things. Therefore, we can trust in His wisdom and His power and still be able to worship Him because we know we have a God who will walk with us into the future and into the unknown let's close our eyes as we enter into this time of prayer and response when God's word is spoken we know that it warrants a response allow me to read once again deal Ralph Davis quote you can walk into the future with a God who assures you that even though you have many personal uncertainties you follow a God Who knows what is in the darkness So you can keep going with hope And without fear You can keep going with hope And without fear Today the invitation to all of us Is will you come Will you come to the throne room Perhaps we have been in the crisis room For a long, long time Today God's loving hand is reaching out and beckoning you to come from the crisis room to the throne room to come to the almighty King's presence to come to the loving Father's presence where mercy and grace are made available for all of us that as you come to the throne room into the presence of this loving, almighty, sovereign God He gives you the assurance that even though you were faced with uncertainties, know that He will walk with you into the future because He knows what's in the darkness. What are you struggling or battling with God, wrestling with Him in your crisis room now? Maybe it is a very difficult situation or maybe life crisis. Or you might be carrying a burden so long in your heart that today you say, God, I don't think I can carry anymore by myself. Or maybe you're at the verge of wanting to give up. And that was something that was in my heart when I was praying last night. That some of us are at the verge of wanting to give up. Because you say, I've tried. But today, God is saying, come. Come to the throne room. And then trust, entrust what is upon your heart to this loving, sovereign God. That as you entrust it to His hands, is to say to Him, God, I want to trust in you because you're all knowing, you are all wise, you're all powerful. Today, when you take that step of trust and surrender, to move from the crisis room to the throne room and to place before God and pray to Him God, I can't but I know You can and God, I will choose to depend on You I will keep on entreating You in prayer and when times get so difficult God, would You help me to still praise You nonetheless Would you come, come to the throne room And give to God what's in your heart And if this is your desire today Wherever you are, with all of our eyes closed Because this is your personal time with God Today you say, yes God, I want to come Move from the crisis room to the throne room And I want to bring before God what is upon my heart whatever the situation that I'm in right now, if this is your desire, I'm going to invite us where we are. Would you quietly stand? Standing is our way of saying to God, I acknowledge that I want to trust in your sovereignty over this situation. Standing is my way of saying to you, God, that I want to trust you in your sovereignty over that crisis over that burden that I've been carrying and today God I want to say God I want to give it to you I've tried I'm tired today I want to entreat you I want to give it to you God because when we stand we're acknowledging that God He knows He knows what He's doing even if I don't Understand As we continue to be In the presence of God Some of us might still be wrestling inside It is okay, God knows But maybe today We really need to take that step of faith And surrender And come into the throne room Because His hands are reaching out to you He's calling you, come Come to me, come to the throne room I'm here I will take from you What's in your heart? Come Come to the throne room And in a while's time Jonathan is going to lead us In this response song Here I bow And when the song begins Those of us who are standing Because God has brought that conviction In our heart to do so I'm going to call us to take The next step of faith and surrender And that is to literally Move from where you are that might represent that crisis room to come forward to the front here where the throne room is and we would have prayer ministers the staff who's going to stand with you and to entreat God in prayer together with you you're not alone here is that community who's going to say we will pray along with you we're going to bring before this sovereign God whatever that's upon your heart and to entrust it into his sovereign hands. And so, later, when the song begins, when you are comfortable and when you're ready, we invite you to come. Come to the throne room. Because he's here to receive, he's here to listen to you. But allow me to pray for us, and in a while's time, we'll respond with the song, Here I Bow. Let's pray together. Almighty God, You are sovereign right now we come to the throne room into your presence where grace and mercy are found Father today we entrust into your hands Father whether we are standing or we are not standing God you know the difficulties you know the crisis you know the burdens you know the situations that we are in Father we may not fully understand what we are going through but today we are reminded because you are all wise because you are all powerful because you are sovereign we will choose to still worship you we will still choose to trust in you because we know that you will walk into the unknown with us because we know that when we keep on following you there is this hope that we have you who knows what is in the darkness so today father we all seek to do one thing and that is to bow before you you who are the Lord God Almighty we want to lift you high Therefore, Lord, would you glorify yourself in our lives Even in that difficulty Because we worship you You who are powerful You who are wise And we know that you have the sovereignty over us And over our circumstances And today, we can exalt you Because we know we are yours And we are yours forever We want to assure, thank you so much for who you are in Jesus name we pray shall we all rise and let's respond with this song Here I Am and the call is for us as the song begins you come from where you are that crisis room and come to the throne room the presence of God He's here to receive you He's here to take upon Him that burden that crisis and treat God in prayer come come forward to the throne room and bring before Him
0: What's upon your heart? Here I bow. Where would I run but to the throne of mercy? Where would I live but at this cross of?